Thank you for joining us for this episode in SIFMA's podcast series. I'm Ken Benson, SIFMA's President and CEO. I'm joined today by my colleagues, Ellen Green, SIFMA's Managing Director, Equity and Options Market Structure, and Joe Corcoran, uh, Managing Director and Associate General Counsel, to talk about our current views of the Consolidated Audit Trail, or CAT. The CAT was created by the Securities and Exchange Commission to be a cross-market order and transaction tracking system to enhance its regulatory and enforcement capabilities and provide the ability to better reconstruct unusual or volatile market events. Ellen, where does the CAT stand in its development today? Thanks, Ken. SEC Rule 613, better known as the CAT, was born out of the 2010 flash crash when the equity, options, and futures markets plunged, with security prices recovering inside the space of an hour. The SEC charged the self-regulatory organizations, the SROs, specifically FINRA and all equity and options exchanges, with the sole responsibility to develop, implement, and operate the CAT. Under Rule 613, broker-dealers are obligated to report all daily equity and option transaction data to the CAT and ultimately will be obligated to report sensitive client personally identifiable information, or PII, to the CAT. The CAT transaction database containing all daily equity and options transactions was launched in June 2020 and is currently processing billions of records daily. Noteworthy, the industry's post-correction error rate is below 1%, which exceeds initial expectations since CAT already expanded upon the information in OATS and for the first time includes listed options. The soon-to-be operational CAT Customer Account and Information System, or CAS, is scheduled to launch in July 2022. Ken, how would you characterize SIFMA's views of the CAT? Well, thanks for that, Ellen. I mean, our, our members have long been supportive of the goals of the CAT. Um, this is something that, you know, as you note, this came about in 2010 and, and something that our members have been working on uh, and SIFMA as well, including you and others, uh, for really more than a decade now. Uh, I think if I think back, um, I believe it was 2011-2012, uh, we actually published a, uh, a sort of a, a, of a, a guide to how CAT might be developed. So it's something that, that the industry has been very much involved in. Uh, you know, as you pointed out, the broker-dealers are obligated to report um, and, uh, and, and have been doing so. They've been very diligent in complying with their obligations to report transaction data. But at the same time, uh, our members have ra continued to raise uh, concerns uh, regarding the need and, and, and risk of including investor PII in the customer database or the case, uh, as, as you noted. Um, for many years, we've been in discussions with the SEC uh, over whether or not the benefit of holding all of that PII in one central database uh, uh, outweighs the risk. Uh, and this has just, just been heightened in the, with the advent of SolarWinds. Now, to be clear, 
we are not suggesting that the SEC or the SR or FINRA or the other SROs uh, don't have authority uh, to access individual client data in connection with their regulatory uh, uh, authorities, whether it be investigations or whatever. That authority exists today. Nobody challenges that. Uh, but we just think that the approach that's being taken is a very, very risky approach involving uh, private data of individual investors. And we have seen time and again where uh, individual data has been compromised, including, frankly, within the government, um, when you think about you know, data that was contained in the Office of Personnel Management for a current and former uh, federal employees. The SEC itself has had a hack uh, with Edgar. Um, so, uh, and then, of course, with SolarWinds, uh, which we may talk about some more, uh, numerous federal agencies have acknowledged that they've been hacked uh, so far. Um, I think the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, broker dealers uh, in many ways have all the obligations, but have absolutely no authority whatsoever. Uh, we have no authority over the uh, uh, the construction, the operation, or the control of the cat or the data that's reported to the CAT. Once broker-dealers hand off the data, as today they're handing off the transaction data, they lose all control over that. And uh, that's going to be true with respect to the PII uh, when, that, uh, uh, when that is to be stood up uh, by July of 2022. And so it uh, raises a whole host of questions, and I, I think we'll get into these as, as we go through this discussion. You know, Joe, you work closely with Ellen on this issue. Maybe you can go into a little more detail on the PII aspect. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Um, as you noted, uh, the customer and account information system database of CAT is <clears throat> the part of CAT that will hold all the um, PII of individual investors um, within the CAT system. Um, it will require our uh, industry members to report the name, address, and year of birth of every um, brokerage customer in the U.S. Um, as you noted, it's scheduled to become operative in July of 2022. Um, as currently designed, it also requires um, our industry members to collect vast amounts of personally identifiable information on authorized traders. And um, <clears throat> authorized traders are individuals or entities um, that have the authority to trade on an account. Um, so, you know, for example, an investment advisor would be an example of an authorized trader. Um, this, you know, this aspect of CAT um, in which it's requiring the reporting of PII on authorized traders um, goes well beyond existing broker-dealer record-keeping obligations. Um, this is a point that we've made to the CAT folks um, the SROs and the SEC um, time and time again. But, you know, this reporting um, will require broker-dealers essentially to maintain new records, um, records that they don't currently maintain. Um, one of the big issues we have with the collection of all this PII by CAT is that all the SROs can download this data um, as currently constructed um, the SROs have the ability to download the transaction data as well as the um, PII information regarding uh, individual customers um, as well as authorized traders. Um, 
And as Ken alluded to, you know, we just think the risk associated with collecting this data and holding it in a centralized database um, far exceed the regulatory benefit of CAT. Um, and, you know, in, in that regard, we've suggested a alternative approach where um, the SROs and the SEC could request uh, information related to problematic trading activity um, from industry members. It's a request response system. And essentially, it would allow the um, PII to remain outside of the database. It would reside at broker-dealers as opposed to being in the centralized database where it would be, um, could be subject to uh, breach or misuse by the SROs. Um, and speaking of, about that, Ellen, um, you've worked on uh, CAT since essentially the beginning. What about uh, the data concerns, you know, and what are our members saying about that? Thanks, Joe. As I think you alluded to, the ability of the SROs to download data into their own individual environments is something um, that our members certainly have a tremendous uh, concern surrounding. And as the SROs have proposed, SIFMA uh, strongly supports that all analysis is done in a secure analytical workspace or SAW that allows that data to be consolidated uh, within the CAT system as opposed to being um, downloaded outside of that into each of the uh, 25 SROs. And it, it's important to remember that upon completion, CAT will be the largest database and collection of customer and trading, customer and, and trading data that has ever been consolidated. We think this makes CAT a very ripe target for hackers. And, you know, I think it's important to point out that 25% of all cyber incidents today are caused by malicious insiders or other employees or contractors. As Ken alluded to, the recent SolarWinds and related Microsoft hacks, which have been reported to include systems at Treasury, Commerce, and Energy Department, as well as the systems of other governmental agencies, further underscores the risk to collecting American investors' PII in a single database maintained by a third party. In addition to providing the SEC and SROs with data to reconstruct market events and surveil problematic trading activity, the current construct of the CAT raises additional privacy concerns because it will allow the SEC or any of the 25 SROs with access to randomly conduct sweeping searches of the customer and account database. The potential for abuse abounds. If the SEC or an SRO receives an anonymous tip alleging wrongdoing with only an individual's name, the SEC or SRO could use that name and variations on its spelling to conduct a sweeping investigation into the trading activity of anyone with the name or a related name with no basis beyond the initial tip. Perhaps even worse, such an investigation could lead the SEC or an SRO to contact individ innocent individuals for information based solely on the fact that they had the same or similar last name to the name provided in the initial tip. 
So, you know, Alan, I, I want to I get to Joe to talk about liability because uh, that's another issue in, in addition to concerns about the data and, 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 and particularly the PII. But just to be clear uh, on, on the construct of the CAT, um, this is the SEC directing FINRA and, and, and 23 or, or four uh, SROs, uh, separate entities, to create a database. So this is a this is a massive database um, that will be is really outsourced to a third party controlled by effectively two dozen uh, 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 third parties. Is that is that right? That's correct, and and the project has been outsourced to Finra Cat, which is an independent entity from Finra, who manages, leads, operates uh, the Cat system on a daily basis, and together with Kingland, who will be the operator of the customer and account information system, uh, the two partners will work collectively to develop both that transaction and the customer database, which will be housed in AWS or Amazon Web Services. Yeah, and so as currently designed, you've got uh, 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 multiple third parties and outsourcing, um, uh, holding you know sensitive data, both transaction and PII data, um, uh, managed and, and, and accessed by you know, again two dozen different entities, and you know in that case, you know any, many multiples of, of employees, um, and yet the. Uh, 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 the people reporting the data have no control over this over the security and uh, and 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 of that in the same way they have to con they have to maintain control and and security when the firms hold that data themselves yeah hey ken it's it's even worse than that because um <clears throat> uh back in december of last year the sros um filed an amendment with the sec um, to amend the CAT NMS plan uh, to essentially limit their liability to the, to the extent that uh, the CAT system is breached. Um, the amendment, if it's approved by the SEC, would have the effect of placing all liability associated with a breach of the CAT system on the CAT reporters, or in other words, the broker-dealers that are obligated to report uh, transaction information to the CAT. Um, the uh, limitation of liability is actually very sweeping. It also would shield the um, self-regulatory organizations from any um, liability for misuse of the data outside of the regulatory context. Um, SROs, you know, have, uh, pursuant to court decisions, long established uh, immunity for acting in the regulatory context, but the liability limitation provision they're seeking to impose on industry members would go well beyond that regulatory immunity uh, context and would, you know, apply to situations such as an SRO um, employee misusing the data or taking the data and using it um, for some other purpose outside of what, you know, the CAT is designed for. Um, you know, of course, we're strongly opposed to this um, amendment. It's still pending with the SEC. Um, we did file a comment letter on January 27th um, stating our concerns um, with regard to the limit, limitation of liability um, provision. Um, and in addition, um, a week or so ago, we filed, uh, filed uh, 
a white paper as an uh, amendment or supplement to our comment letter. Um, the SROs, when they had filed their uh, plan amendment to uh, impose a limitation of liability had included an economic analysis. Uh, as our white paper demonstrates, I think that the economic analysis that the SROs had filed with the SEC is flawed. Um, and really, the, you know, one of the heart of the arguments that we make, um, both in our comment letter as well as in the um, economic analysis that was prepared by Professor Craig Lewis, is that you know this attempt by the SROs to shift liability to the industry members um, does not properly incentivize them to invest in security um, to protect the CAT system, and you know it would effectively have uh, the impact of um, creating greater risk um, of investors' transaction and PII information being breached in the CAT system, um, and so with that. Um, you know, Ken, I think we talked about alternatives with the SEC as far as maintaining um, all the information within the CAT system. Um, could you briefly touch on, or Ellen, also um, the alternatives we've described to the SEC? Yeah, let me let me take a, a crack at that. I, I do want before we get there. I do want to go just just want to tease out one more thing on the liability. So so if 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 I as an individual investor um learns that my uh personal information and for that matter my account information transaction information has been compromised by a you know let's say a breach or a hack uh by a, a you know a, a, a bad actor um what's my redress what's my uh or is it i mean uh, uh to whom do i go to uh uh to have it resolved yeah you know i, I mean it it that's a great question, Ken. So, um, you know, the uh, customer has a customer relationship with a broker-dealer who um, is providing them services. So um, it's very likely that they're going to turn around and sue the broker-dealer um, because the broker-dealer provided, of course, they're required to, but they provided their transaction and PII to the CAT system. Um, you know, and uh, broker-dealers in turn um, – don't under the SRO's proposal have any recourse to go after the CAT system in that situation. So really, um, you know, just teasing out the point you you were just uh, question, asking a question about, it's really the firms that would hold all the liability, you know, and would be exposed um, to their customers to the extent that their customers' um, data was um, breached in the CAT system or otherwise misused. And, you know, obviously the firms would, would, you know, would state, the, as you pointed out, the fact that they were obligated to give the data by rule or law, and, uh, uh, but they had no control, uh, again, under the construct whatsoever once they, once they met their obligation to give the data. And so, you know, to some extent, I mean, the customer is left kind of high and you know left kind of high and dry in this, I guess, um, and that that's something that we continue to raise with the SEC and the SROs. And I I note that this is you know th th this is not just one thing; it's a continuum of things uh, that that kind of pile up with the cat. Um, the uh, uh, even if the PII were uh, to be addressed. Uh, appropriately, in our view, you'd still have liability concerns around the transaction data uh, that's reported. 
in addition, you know, as Ellen talked about, you know, who has access to the data uh, among the, the multiple SROs and the ability to download not just data that, that is, uh, you know, comes that, that relates to transactions uh, through, uh, through their venues, but basically data across the entire CAT. Um, you just grow the, re the risk exponentially um, in how this is created, uh, which is why we're so alarmed at uh, at how this is going, we're we're our members are complying uh, because it's their obligation to do so. But we're also obligated uh, to raise concerns where we see them, and and that's why earlier this year, SIFMA, uh, you know, submitted a, a request to the SEC that they pause the development of the of the case or the customer database because of all these concerns piling one upon another. Uh, in addition to our, you know, full-throated uh, uh, opposition to the uh, SRO's uh, proposed limitation of liability, which is uh, not only, you know, grossly inequitable and unfair, but uh, really is to the detriment of the individual client and, as, uh, as our analysis points out, totally undermines any incentive on the part of the SROs to properly, uh, to properly uh, protect that data because they're the only ones who are authorized to do so. Um, as you point out, we have since, I believe, 2017 um, uh, consistently offered alternatives to the, SR, to, to the SEC, rather, um, uh, things such as an expedited blue sheets process. Um, and we're very much open to other ideas. Our ideas may not be the, may not be the best idea, but we continue to argue that the idea, particularly in the, in, in the, in the cyber uh, world we live in today of creating this massive database of every American retail investors, PII, uh, is really something that the SEC needs to step back and rethink. Uh, it's a tremendous amount of risk. Um, and we just, you know, frankly, uh, are, are dumbfounded that uh, that they uh, haven't sort of realized uh, what's happening here. We definitely believe there's a better way to do this. Uh, we will continue to offer ideas um, because uh, we think it's not a question of when the cat will be uh, breached. It's just, or it's not a question of if the cat will be breached. Rather, it's just a matter or a question of when. Um, with that, I want to thank uh, I want to thank uh, Ellen and Joe for participating on today's uh, SIFMA podcast. And uh, for more uh, information on our uh, views and work on the consolidated audit trail, please go to uh, www.sifma.org, uh, where you'll find that information plus other information uh, that SIFMA is working on to promote effective and resilient capital markets. And thank you. <laughs>